Welcome everybody to another episode of The Building Code. My name is Paul Worth. I am your host. You can find me on Instagram at thepaulworth. Uh, follow me there for all things Builder Trend and a few shots of my kids. Um, and in addition to that, if you haven't yet and you're an avid listener of The Building Code, go follow social media channel, channels for Builder Trend. You can find us at Builder Trend on Instagram and all your f- favorite social media spots. We will uh, post pictures of our team, features, functionality, just interesting things that you guys will enjoy. So make sure you do that right now while you have a few minutes. In this episode, we have a recurring guest. Not many people have that honor. Uh, Tim Brown from Hook Agency in Minnesota. Tim, welcome again. Hey, thanks so much for having me. How are things in Minnesota? Things are doing all right, man. As uh, We got the normal coldness, and then you've there. got... Yeah. Uh, the anxiety from all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good from from what I can tell. A lot of our construction businesses are doing still very well, and a lot of people are upgrading or making changes with their home because they're spending so much time mm-hmm. there. So I like that, um, and we're rooting for them. And a lot of our businesses that we work with are in construction. So yeah, that's you know we obviously build a trend in the hook agency. We share a common thread, which is that we service the same industry. Yeah, we, we love this industry of construction. I know you do because of all the great social media content you put out. Um, so let's just take a pause there. Where can people follow you and your your company and social media? Uh, Hook Agency, all over social. So Facebook, Instagram, and then we're also very active on LinkedIn, if you like LinkedIn. Yeah, that's um, right. I've seen you on there. What, what, what yeah. kind of stuff do you like to put out there? Uh, we put a lot of video out with uh, different people around the industry, some software, some people that are in sales, just a lot of different kind of like tech focused, tech construction focused people. So we're, uh, we're always interviewing people and also we're going out and taking advent- adventures when we can to um, just be out on job sites with, with uh, clients. I'm actually not actually, I don't have a background in construction. So Same. for me, it's all very fascinating <laughs> when I show up at a job site and like p- take a peek at what's going on. And I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm one of those people that no matter what it is, I find, when you look closely at anything, it becomes really interesting. So like we have like cabinet maker clients and like roofers and remodelers and high-end home builders and all that. So when I, when I go to these houses or I look at these cabinets or I'm on top of a roof or whatever, I, I actually find this stuff super fascinating. Like I, mm-hmm. I love digging in and learning about it. And I'm kind of got this outsider viewpoint that's just like, it's good yeah. for marketing because a lot of construction companies are very, they, they actually don't find what they do that interesting anymore in certain ways. They, right. they get a little bored of it because they've been doing it for 20, 30 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what would be interesting to the homeowner or what's as interesting. Except, I mean, you learn stuff in sales, but there is a certain amount of like, if you're passionate about something and, and frankly, if you're a little bit fascinated by the process, that's like, that's, mo- that's exciting for homeowners to like, to be involved with their, mm-hmm. your excitement, your energy, you translate that, you translate that to the people that you're talking to. So if you're bored when you're talking about what you do, they're going to feel that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the best construction companies are, are, created by passionate people that actually like get excited when they're talking to you about your project. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to think about in the sales process, like keeping that fascination, keeping that interest. 
Right, because it's new for your prospect, even though it's your yep. 105th time. You know, we had another Minnesotian on. Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. Missy Sutton, but yeah. M- Missy Sherber, you can check her out on Instagram. She's got a huge following. I know you actually uh, maybe follow her or know her. Um, yep. But she talked a lot about what you just said, which is oftentimes in every industry, but especially in construction, we don't look at it from the, cl- the client's point of view. Mm-hmm. Your clients are construction companies, right? So you go out yep. on job sites. I saw your video where you were doing a roof and, you know, there's yep. some, some touchy moments there with you, even though I think you were hooked in. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's important for you, I can only assume, to get into the nitty gritty of what do your clients deal with every day? Because they may not be able to articulate to you the things that you need to know to help them with marketing, right? Just because they, they may not have that marketing mindset or, or, yeah. or that business mindset yeah. to help you, you know, get the things out of their business that you're going to use in marketing. So you get exactly. yourself on the job site to sort of find and discover that stuff first, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes we've already been on the job site with somebody like them, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. so we, we sometimes, you know, the, the, you know, the industry enough to be able to say, all your competitors are saying that. So one of the things in marketing is like, what's the differentiating feature, right? Mm-hmm. What is the differentiating feature? And so many businesses say the exact same thing as everyone else. Right. And so that's, that's a challenge in marketing mm-hmm. and just exactly what you're saying. Like when you get in a room with somebody for a business and we're asking them about like, what do you tell your marketing company? Like, mm-hmm. right. If you're a construction company, what do you tell your marketing company? What is important to tell your marketing company? Uh, it's not necessarily what you think is. So it's not every last detail about the, you know, how you get the stuff done in your proprietary system or, and oh, I see what you're saying. it's yeah. not all the mm-hmm. way. So you, you, what you need to tell them is so the last three really satisfied clients that we had all said this. They said, we like it that you make it minimal, the amount of effort that we have to do on the front end with design. We like it that you cleaned up every last thing after you were done. We like it that you were quick about, like when you said it was gonna be three weeks, it was three weeks. Like those, like when you really identify what prospects are really saying, that's what matters. You don't have to tell them every last detail about like your framing and, mm-hmm. you know, certain things. So it's hard to know. I think that that's a challenge for a lot of people, but what it comes down to is you've got to, you got to try to give them real prospect and client feedback. You've got to give them what I, th- I think I, I've got a number of questions here that I think, I think are really good to share. Yeah. Um, well, one thing, and, well, yeah. pull those up, but one thing that I've always noticed, yeah. cause you know, I've been with builder since the beginning, 14 years talking to contractors. And when you ask them that question about their business, oftentimes they talk about their competition Yeah, and what like yeah. the competition they're really obsessed. Yeah. yeah. They're super obsessed with competition and like what yeah. the competition's doing and how they're not doing that or they're doing it better. But to yeah. your point, they're not really looking at it from the, the, the client or the prospects point of view. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, no, exactly. Cause they don't care. They don't care about your competition, man. Right. Those, those homeowners don't care They, And frankly, no offense, but we're in a somewhat commoditized industry mm-hmm. with construction. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there are ways to change, you know, there's brand. You have mm-hmm. brand. You can build brand. What is brand? It's the logo. It's the reviews. It's the referrals that somebody's given you. Mm-hmm. 
like those, that's brand, your reputation. Brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And there's also this, this function of, of marketing that plays into that, those, those sales conversations, right? Like if they come in and they are just looking for price, mm -hmm. then you're, then you're, uh, you have to get them out of that mode. You have to talk right. to them about what you do differently. And yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of construction companies that are getting stuck thinking about competitors and they don't need to, yeah, so, the, the, the prospects don't care about your Right. So what do they care about? And like, and, and again, knowing yeah. that, and I just talked to Missy about this a couple episodes yeah. ago is that we, we are sort of in a different world, not only yeah. like, you know, because of the internet and social media and that's, that's sort of been progressing the last five years yeah. in a lot of ways we're, we're in a post COVID world and, and that yeah. has its own sort of new rules. I mean, and we're not going yeah. back. Um, and so when you think about how, you know, people, you're in marketing, obviously, uh, you know, yeah. it's in the name of your, uh, company. Um, so there's always been this idea about a funnel when it comes to sales, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, leads come in and you inform the lead about what you do and they get information from you as the business of, about you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they make a decision based on price and you know, the relationship with you guys and all that kind of stuff. And then there's a sale. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. They, they have information available to them at all times about yeah. the industry, about, you know, the product, about you as a business. And I think maybe what you're saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, is that you better be the one leading that, leading that charge about what they're going to go find out about you. Yeah. Right. Like you can't yeah. control the conversation uh, only when they come to you and sit, sit in your office and say, yeah. tell me about you, Mr. Builder. You got to find exactly. out how to, how to control that conversation out there somewhere yeah. else. Exactly. And. You know, there's easy ways to do that right now, right? Get more reviews. Sure. Get more reviews. How do you do that? You ask and you ask in a, in a way that's kind and empathetic. Sure. But you say, you know, it matters for us as a small business. Could you take three minutes and leave a review? I know that we had a great experience or, or whatever. Um, another thing is I think getting your people excited about your company is important, right? Like, because if you're secretary mm -hmm. and your uh, carpenter are both really excited about what you're doing. Like, and I'm not saying they have to be like stoked all the time. Like right. this is not like, you know, yeah. this is not a Tony Robbins retreat, but <laughs> it is something where it's like, if there's clarity around why you guys are doing what you're doing, which is just basically we care very much about homeowners and it's kind of a mission driven thing. It, it can be simple, but it's right. like, we want to give them a great experience and that matters for us. And so we see a lot of construction companies ripping off homeowners and we're, we're going to stand in opposition to that. Integrity. We're yeah. going to be the ones that are, that provide clarity and that provide honesty throughout the process. while making customer service, like a really central thing. If you have some simple statements that kind of define what you're doing, what the mission of the company is. It doesn't have to be crazy. This is not like, you know, like yeah. I said, you don't have to go off site for three days yeah. and like have a retreat with your, yeah. with your employees. Just simply stay why, you yeah. know, why you're different in the industry and what, what matters to you yeah. as a business owner. But oftentimes too many, too many companies don't have that yet. They don't have a yeah. mission statement or, or a word, word, word brand, but that's yeah. part of brand. That I think maybe that we, that is we part of brand. You have that's an important that. part of that right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that is, that is how reputations are made, right? Like mm -hmm. the reputations are made through every employee interaction. And frankly, your employees might be being brats out there to homeowners. For right sure. Now. 
Mm-hmm. And you know they 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 are because you've had those conversations with the homeowner, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, this person dropped off materials, and they're an asshole, mm-hmm. right?" Like, you have to find ways to, and, and basically, it's creating a motivating environment mm-hmm. for your employees. Like, you can't pay them shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to find ways to to make them feel like they have a purpose within the organization. Yes, it is a functional thing to have a mission statement. It's very functional, mm-hmm. and then third, like. What is the result that we want? We want more reviews. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, every interaction that you have with a customer leads to referrals. So mm-hmm. like we need this business to survive. It's really important. And when you're nice to them, we get referrals. So like letting your employees in on the secret of this is very functional to yeah. be nice, even on those little interactions that matters for sure. And yeah. Yeah. I think we, you know, there, there's just so much time that I think we could spend on employees and how they're an extension of your brand, how they're, yeah. how everybody's a salesperson in your company, how to get them engaged, keep them engaged, keeping them excited. Yeah. You know, you, you, you should probably be doing some sort of like profit sharing a small percentage, you know, so that yeah. they're financially invested, but also you yeah. need to be doing quarterly reviews and really, really let yeah. your employees know you care. You'll get yeah. that back tenfold. That that's super important, and I, and I think we could do that. And because I think you could speak about that as a business owner, right? You, you started yeah, your absolutely. business. How long, how long absolutely. ago did you start Hook Agency? Um, about four years ago, I went out of my own full time. Okay. So, and so you had yeah. you've been through the journey of identifying who exactly. you are as a brand, bringing on employees, yeah. maybe having to let yeah. some go, you know, because they didn't share the vision. You know, that, exactly. that's something you've been through exactly. recently, right? Yep, yeah. exactly. And I I found three core values useful. Okay. Right? Like I, I've, uh, ours are scrappy, mm-hmm. humble and results driven. Simple. Um, so you can repeat them, put them on the wall. That kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have 50 core values where no one can remember any of them. Like, so we started off with 11, we went down to nine, then we went down to five. Now we have three and they kind of comprise the other ones, you know, right. like, um, results driven, swallowed up hungry. Like mm-hmm. we had hungry, we had some other ones in there, right? But mm-hmm. those all kind of go together and it all feels a little soft, to be honest, especially when you're like a one person, two person, three person business. And mm-hmm. like, none of this stuff matters at all. But like, as you start to grow, you're a 10 person business. If you don't have core values and you don't have clarity on goals mm-hmm. and you don't have accountability around, like basically you're supposed to hire and fire based on core values, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I have had people that were not scrappy and by scrappy, I mean, resourceful, right? Yeah. Resourceful, oh, yeah. get stuff done. Hustle. Don't know about, you don't know how to do it. You Google it. You look up the YouTube video, whatever you figure it out. Mm-hmm. You figure it out is the real thing is like, I say it's scrappy, but what I mean, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we, we just found having stuff like that very, very useful because now we, we do see people in the, in the hiring process kind of look different when you say scrappy, right? Like that mm-hmm. sounds kind of silly, especially if you came from a corporate environment, because this, we don't, we're not very good with people that came from like a bigger agency. We mm-hmm. have to find people that are scrappy. scrappy. Right? And then yeah. you got to know that stuff about your company. Like if your company doesn't provide a crazy ton of structure, mm-hmm. you need to know that you can't get somebody from a big company that has had a ton of structure their 
their whole career, you know? Yeah, because they're going to come into your office and go, well, what's the system? Where do I yeah. do this? And, and, and who, yeah. who do I call to order this? And you're like, no, no, no you do all that yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah go figure it out. Up. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. But one, so, so we spent a lot of time as a business. I mean, because again, we both of our companies build a trend and hook agency. We love the construction industry. And one of the things that I think we've all identified is, is that um, there's an opportunity or a white space for a company to really set themselves apart by just leveling up some of the business processes they have, business acumen, because so many people in this industry um, came from it from being a trade themselves, and they love just doing the work. And maybe yeah. they don't love as much of like hiring, mm-hmm. firing, marketing, yeah. financial stuff, HR mm-hmm. stuff, all the things that we talk about. Yeah, and that's not to say that they're wrong from not for not loving that stuff. No. But if you invest in those things. You know, we've been in business for 14 years. If you invest, invest in something like build a trend, an operating system where, you know, this is how we hold our ch- each other accountable. This is how we communicate. If you invest in marketing, you're going to get return on that. That's just business 101. You know, you and I talked offline before we get on here and we just, you know, I, I was curious about how you're doing as a business and you said, good, you know, can always be better, you know, but we started going down this road of why don't construction companies as a whole, some very much do. Why don't yeah. they understand that having a marketing budget, setting t- setting aside that investment, hiring a marketing team if you're not going to do it internal is so crucial to the industry? You know, where, where why haven't we not hit that as a that everybody ha- does this now? I think it's because we get complacent and comfortable. Um, if we don't have prospects, like let's say. Um, you know, if, if the, there was like urgency around it, if mm-hmm. there's urgency around it, everyone does it, right? If mm-hmm. there's some industries that just need constant leads, right now remodeling and home building is one of those where people don't feel that urgency as much mm-hmm. in my experience. It feels like a lot of them have not had that experience. So it always becomes that major pain point. What's what's inflamed at this moment? Mm-hmm. And from my point of view, you kind of got to get out of that mind. I mean, obviously, I sell marketing services, right. so, so yeah, take a- this with a grain of salt. Asterisk. But you have to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you have to get out of this mindset of like just the the uh, what is it the whack of whack a mole kind of situation sure. where you're yeah. just like adding marketing in a couple of years when the the housing market takes a downturn, right? Like mm-hmm. then you're going to be, it's going to be inflamed, but it's sometimes one of those things where it's hard. To, I'm not even trying to put fear in your mind. The point is, is like literally your company can die mm-hmm. if you don't have systems around marketing in certain markets and sure. in, cer- in certain situations. Right. So, and that's the same with like, if I don't know money, if I'm not a an accountant and I don't get help before everything's broken, mm-hmm then I will get down the line three, four years Mm -hmm. and I will not have learned about making sure there's profit built into every job. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, a lot of home builders and remodelers um, struggle with that as well. They, they don't understand that there has to be profit built into every job or you are going to, you're never going to grow. First Mm -hmm. of all, at least, Mm -hmm. I mean, for a lot of guys, they're cool with that. Mm -hmm. They're right. cool with not right. growing. Right. Growing uh, in terms of number of employees or number of jobs yes. you do or, or total revenue, that's exactly. not the end goal. I mean, I'm yep. sure when you speak to somebody, you probably ask them as one of your first yep. questions, like, what is what is your goal? You know, yeah. And I guess business. that's what I would yeah. say is like a lot of our companies that we're talking to do want to grow. Mm-hmm. So 
that's the truth. So I guess that's who I normally speak to is people that are trying to grow. And yes, part of that growth is sometimes more towards profitability, not towards headcount. Yeah, but the, and, yeah. yeah, but even in that, right? Because I think sometimes you do, you know, asking for a marketing budget from a from a construction company maybe putting the cart before the horse because if they don't know if they're profitable or where their next influx of equity or capital is going to be, then it's hard for them to, you know, set a budget. And so maybe the first step is sort of, you know, making sure you're making money on each job. But in that, I think my question about marketing is maybe my question about a business owner in general in construction, which is, you know, it's okay to ask for help. There's so many resources now. I mean, we, at Builders, we partner with a, a, a company called Month End, which is exclusively about getting your cost code set up right, getting your budget set up right, making sure that you're exactly. making money on every job. What is that company name again? Month End. Minnesota. There you go. Oh. I mean, I don't know. We, we have some sort of Minnesota thing going. People will like to hear that if they hadn't heard that. Absolutely. You can find that in our marketplace. But, you know, the yeah. I, I think the idea about asking for help is important because it's yeah. not a sign of weakness. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just not that much money in the grand scheme of things to yeah. say, I need help here to get me to where I want to go or make my oh, life yeah. easier or go take a two week vacation. So, you know, when it comes to marketing for construction companies, what, what, what do you find companies that come to you need the most help in what, what area or where are some tips for them? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll just say real quick. I think you do need to cover the, the bases on, on, I think you want yard signs on job sites. I think you want truck wraps. I think you want all the low hanging fruit on the physical side. Mm -hmm. Like I still believe physical and especially like things that you have direct control of like job sites and referrals are your best, anything supporting those things. Especially in this industry. Yes. I mean, because we're on the jobs, like, you know, you're in a neighborhood typically when you're doing a remodel, right? You might as well keep your job site clean. You might as well put some great branding out there. You might as well look good because who knows who's walking by. Right. Yeah, exactly. And those neighborhoods, right. You get in those neighborhoods. If, if so much more impactful when your neighbor says they had a good experience, Absolutely. then you go to reviews. So let's say like from the very baseline yard sign, truck wrap, anything to do with referrals. So like referral agreements or anything where you can increase those. That's the hard one though. Cause it's very hard to like figure out a very specific thing to increase referrals. Right. But then it's reviews. I think online now we're getting a little bit online. I think reviews are a big one. A lot of times people stop there, right? They stop there. They might do a little bit of social. Mm-hmm. And to me, social is in support of referrals. Mm-hmm. Don't just think of social media as direct sales. Think of it as supporting all the referrals you're going to get from and, like your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them seeing it, you know, um, and your brand, right? It. That's yeah. how, that's how you get, if you have a good brand yeah. and a good strategy around there, uh, that includes things like logo and, 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 yeah. you know, your mission statement, then social media is a way to accelerate that, right? Get that yeah. out to the masses, yeah. right? And then, people get stuck there though a little bit because they don't do growth on their accounts. Okay. What's they that just mean? they post. Okay. They they post twice a week because Gary Vaynerchuk told them to or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they don't they don't even uh, they don't try to get more people to follow them. So first of all, go into your page and invite all your friends to like it. Mm-hmm. Second of all, do some ads, even if it's just a little bit of ads towards promoting that account. You have to do growth on the account. Mm-hmm. You can't just expect like this is a re- recurring theme for me, but mm-hmm. you can't just expect build it and they will come. That's not how it works here. Um, 
it's not how it works on social media. It's not how it works on SEO and content. Mm -hmm. So, but social is a part where you can do it yourself. And I think a lot of these companies that the person should do it themselves, or if they're 10, 20, they should have a younger employee do it because they're maybe a little bit more savvy on it. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. then just kind of getting into the other stuff we've got, I believe content marketing mm -hmm. is really powerful content What's and video. It? Those ones can, you could do either one first, but you got to like, to me, that's the next level. And it is, you should be doing that. Okay, I, I what think is that, that anyone over 10 employees should be doing that. Okay. What, that what, what is that then? So, so talk to people about yeah. what is content marketing specifically? Yeah. Give me some examples and yeah. not only what, it, what it is, but how they could be doing it. And then what, yeah. you know, how, how is that the same level as videoing? Like what, what does that mean? At the bare minimum, it means, let's say you get a question in the sales process about mudrooms, a question like, um, do I need to change the exterior of my home to add a mudroom or something? You know, I don't know what the question is for sure. you, but something where there's a very specific question that can be not only, let's say you're writing out that answer in an email and okay. you get about 300 words in and you go, I've had this question five times this year. Why don't these people know this already? I, you know, you're yeah. thinking to yourself, why don't they know this already? Oh, yeah. boom. Cause maybe cause they Googled it and they right. couldn't find it. Now right. it's your turn to throw that out on a blog post on your website. Not only will you, you could direct your prospect to that blog post. Now, whenever you get that same question, and I mm. probably gave a bad example cause no, whatever, I think people but, get it. Yeah. People get it. Yeah. Now you have that to send them again. So mm -hmm. it's like almost like a template. Hey, send that in, in the prospect to the prospect. I've already got a blog post for that, mm -hmm. but you also now get people coming to your website off of Google. And the more questions your site, your website answers about construction, about that process, about questions that people really have, the more Google starts to trust your website as an authority. Okay. That's, and, that's a really good point. So, yeah. you know, you, you, you talk about this idea of not, you know, empty auditorium blogging. Okay. Yes. And essentially we're going to get into that. And, and you yeah. know, even though we're in 2020, I go, well, oh, man, what's the point of a blog? Like it's hard yep. for me to define exactly. that. Right. No, and so exactly. I think, I think if we narrow here for everybody's listening, who, who, who's, who wants to build organic traffic to their website yep. to drive lead gen, but just to, just to grow their brand. One vehicle is a blog, right. Yes. That you can put on your website, but what you put in that vehicle, a really good strategy is think about the top 10 questions over the last 10 years you've been in business that you get during the sales process or just something unique that maybe somebody, somebody is surprised by during the construction process um, or just anything like that that's unique about the and then write about it, publish it to your blog. Yeah, Those are basically three steps. You know, get a blog part of your, your website, come up with 10 ideas write about them. You're an expert. That's the stuff that in construction, they already know this stuff. That's one thing that they yeah. have, they have nailed. Every business owner in construction is not just a general manager. For the most part, they've been an expert at carpentry or framing or, you know, drywall. Like they know how to do this stuff down to the, the T. So, so I guess maybe use that, right? Use that and yeah. write about it. Yeah. And I want to go through some brief bullet points on this because I'm going to say something that feels demotivating, but then I'm going to motivate you. Okay. I'm, I'm with it. Let's do it. Demo demotivating 90.63% of blog posts on the internet have zero traffic. How, Ouch. No, okay. That stinks. Does that mean I don't blog? Beat. 
No. No, it doesn't mean that. But let me tell you what kind of content gets traffic and what kind of content doesn't. One, your recipes often have zero traffic. Like I see people, remodelers, like I love, I love these guys, man. Hold on a second. I, I'm I, like, I didn't know this trend. So that's gonna... a thing. That's okay. a thing. Okay. Um, Self-promotion blogs have zero traffic. Announcement blogs have zero traffic. So all this stuff, like we just finished a, you know, Rambler and uh, East side or whatever, you know, like stuff where it's like, were you going for a like, floor plan in a, in a neighborhood of that, with that example? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Or we like, open a new showroom. Things, Blah, blah, blah. Just think about self-promotion doesn't work. So doesn't just work. stop okay. on the blog. It works on social media a little bit, right? Like it's fine. Okay. That's where social media is for, but it's not the point of the blog. Blogs, content, um, information. Got it. Now, let me make one slight caveat to that. If you said custom home built in Minnetonka and you did a blog post that was like a little bit of like a synopsis of the problems you solved and all that, mm -hmm. that actually might get traffic because you've got a service plus a location. Okay. And service plus location does very well. And, and particularly in our area, there's that into, there's those neighborhoods in every state, right? Where, you know, those neighborhoods, those cities that really have a high end clientele. Mm -hmm. If you do a house there, write about it. Mm -hmm mention the, the service plus the location in the title and or have a like a case study area on your website but okay i like that you, you have to serve them and i i use like all caps and say you the ideal customer as in you so speak in terms of you the ideal customer um serve them and then the way that you crack the door open we talked about those real questions um, that mm -hmm. people have, that's always good, especially honestly, the more niche is good. So like I talked about mudroom cause that seemed really specific. Mm -hmm. Another one that I've seen do well, like I, I look at like, we have so many, we have a good chunk of construction companies, like I mentioned, and I'm looking at what's doing well on their blogs all the time. So mm -hmm. we've got, you know, like 18 construction, com construction related companies. And I'm looking at all these posts that are doing well, like little things like secret door or secret room, like the mudroom stuff, we talk mm -hmm. like lake home construction, build on your lot, stuff that's like really specific and like really kind of niche. Yeah, like that like stuff if, does better. If you have a Roomba and can, yep. can I get a little cutout for where my Roomba, Ooh, exactly. you know, sits in, in a kitchen or something like that. Exactly. I know one of one of our guests had mentioned that something that 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 they're hearing in requests. So yep. keep your ear out for requests that are unique to where we live today, yep. like Zoom rooms, I'm, I'm sure, right? Because we're spending more time exactly. in, in our houses. You know, be yep. current, right? And it, you can do inspiration posts, and it's still good for your website because it gets your website to breathe, meaning there's people from around the country looking at it. Maybe they're not your ideal customer, but you you want this website to be a hub of information. That's the ideal mm -hmm. scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, what, so, hold on. What do you mean yeah. by inspiration? What's that mean? So like if you said like Roomba, like it's like a cubby or something, right? Like yeah, yeah. a Roomba cubby inspiration. Like those are probably oh, cute. I'm guessing, right? I see. So you could do like, here's seven examples of Roomba cubbies. Like, and, and not only that is like, that's so good for social media too, because those it's always the details in my opinion that sell jobs, right? Like don't be vague. It's that one thing they, they fall in love with that entryway or they fall in love with the idea of that custom deck or whatever it happens mm -hmm. to be like, it's always those details. And so you'd be surprised that that Roomba cubby might sell your next project mm -hmm. weirdly. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And on other types of posts that are doing really well versus posts, you know, um, 
What's that? This mean? versus that. You know, like let's say uh, I'm trying to get a dining room versus office. You know, oh, second sure. office or like or custom home versus prefab, right? Like sure. those types of posts okay. versus posts. People search that way. Okay. Um, pros and cons does really well. Same concept. Anything pro, yeah. pros mm-hmm. and cons of prefab or whatever. What I, I'm sorry, I, I don't think prefab is like the best example, but mm-hmm. statistics posts do well. How to posts do well. And like I said, the most niche, niche does well. So like if you've had this, the, the conversation twice in the sales process, but it's kind of specific. That's good. Okay. That's really good. That's a good, that's a good little nugget. So a good rule of thumb, let's just say if you've yep. had the same question twice or the same unique conversation twice, and it's, it's unique. It's not just about yep. like, you know, spacing of your two by fours behind your driveway yep. or something like that. Then, you know, note that and have yourself exactly. or somebody in your company sort of write it. You know, as a business owner, if you are the subject matter expert, you could literally just write down bullet points, send it to a yep. service and have them smooth it exactly. out, right? Like there's, exactly. there's websites like fiverr.com or something like that yep. where there are freelance writers out there that yep. just give them the bullet points and, and they'll come back and have something that's polished. Exactly. And and to be honest, like like we we do write for people and we're, we're an SEO company, a content marketing company and a website design company. But, yeah. but that being said, you can, there are a lot of writers out there right now mm-hmm. that need work. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm, I'm saying like as a business owner, I've got that brain in me too, right? Like mm-hmm. where it's like, there's a lot of people that need, need work right now. You could probably find a writer in your network of people, you know, you could put it a post out on Facebook and say, I'm yeah. looking for a writer. That's like been around home, home services. That's been around construction a little bit. Right. You can find those people. Or, or like and, on Facebook, you just send your friends and like, do you have an 18 year old who just dropped out of liberal arts yeah. college or just, yeah. Just graduated college with a writing degree that they can't do anything with. And, and yes, I mean, the truth is the better your notes, the better the post will be. Right. right. Like, yeah. The, if they, if you spend a little bit of time on that, if you spend 10 minutes instead of five minutes on that, you could get a really good post mm-hmm. out of them. Yeah. Um, and like, here's, you know, we've got, um, we've got things that we do internally. Like, what is the, what is the point of this? Like, what are we trying to do with this blog? So a little synopsis on like, what are you trying to do with this blog post? Yeah. What's it all about? Um, give them the title, give them, you know, another way to get bullet points are just at least to like flesh out the post is Google it. And there's that people also ask box. Yeah. And yeah. that's another way to flesh out the post where it's like, people are like, they're giving you the questions that people are asking, which right. is really cool. Got it. Okay. So that's some really great blog tips. Um, typically it's easy to get a blog on your website, right? Most people listening to have their own website. You know, there's, yeah. there's easy ways to get blogs on there. You know, if you, if you don't know how you can ask your website administrator, if you don't have any of those things, you can obviously reach out to the hook agency. Um, you know, yeah. they're available and we'll actually end with, with you kind of giving some ways to contact you guys. But just in general, yeah. um, you talk, when you talk about empty auditorium blogging, is that what you're talking about? Like, don't yes, just sir. blog for yeah. the point of blogging. Yeah. Follow these tips and you're going to Yeah, don't do it traction. just because you're checking a box. Yeah. Don't do it because you're checking a box. Make sure if you've got a, if you've got somebody blogging for you on your team, have them research keyword strategy. If you, if you have them dig into that or you give them a course, Hey, we make, we make everyone on our team take a course every quarter, right? Like mm-hmm. have them level up. Um, keyword strategy is a great next step for that person on your team. Or if you're a scrappy small business owner that's going from one to five people, 
you dig into content strategy. That's okay. Hey, right, yeah. The, the point is to think about this stuff as a craft, just like you think of construction as a craft. Mm-hmm. Businesses, finance is a craft. I don't understand it, but finance is a craft. Marketing is a craft. And kind of like even just starting down that road of learning that craft will help you hire a, a marketing agency later. So at mm-hmm. least trying this, trying your hand, you know what I'm saying? Like every time you, you, you start a craft to delegate it, you do a better job at delegating later. Cause you, have you know more. Re- yeah. You intensely yeah. know about it. You know, the details yeah. of what you need and, and who you delegate it to. Yeah. So, so let's just talk. So circling all the way back, we talk about yeah. you're in, you're in construction. You want, you want to level up, you know, the business side of your business for a reason that that reason is to either grow or, or to uh, be more comfortable you know, every year, like where you're not grinding out, trying to find the next job and mm-hmm. grinding out referrals. So let's talk about the cost of that and that investment. What could a business owner sort of start diving into? Maybe it's not even the hook agency. Maybe it's, you know, something they can do on yeah. the cart, but maybe it is the hook agency, an agency like yours. What kind of investment is that monthly or annually? Yeah, I feel like it's a good, that's a really good way to phrase up this question because I refer a lot of business to other marketing agencies that are cheaper than us, just to be honest. Well, that's and good. And I'm open to giving those referrals anytime. So say what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, hook agency, all over social, hookagency.com. Um, and I'm Tim Brown on, you know, I feel like that's hard to Google. So Google the, the brand name plus my name. Hook agency. But yeah, I think of places where you can start and not get just total trash. Like there's websites. Well, yeah, hey, that's, a good, that's a good point, Tim, because there's yes. a ton of marketing agencies out yes. there. And like, how do you know what's yeah. good and what's bad? Yes, that's a hard one. Um, I'll say, I think the, like, even just okay stuff starts around like 5k for a website mm-hmm. and like 1k for recurring marketing service. Like this, we're much more expensive than this, but mm-hmm. I'm anchoring, I guess, very low accidentally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the point is, the point is, is like, that's a spot to start. Like if you're, let's say, you know, I think 5% is a good rule of thumb for how much 5% of revenue is a pretty like well-known amount for marketing. Okay. So if you're, in, yeah, you're a business yeah. owner. We're, we're through October. We're into now almost the end of the fourth quarter, in yeah. the middle of the fourth quarter, quite literally yeah. right now. So think about what you, what your revenue was in 2020 yeah. and a rule of thumb would be start making a budget for 5%. Maybe, maybe exactly. it's, maybe next year it's two, 3%, yeah. whatever it is. Maybe you move it up. Maybe it's 3% and then you move it up to four mm. the next year if you can. I mean, the point is, is we're trying to even out those like big dips and valleys with your business right. and marketing helps that. And it also allows you to spend, uh, to not take tr- bad jobs. It, right. Like we all take bad jobs. Oh, that's when a good we get point. Desperate. Yeah. That's a good point. So if you do a better job of marketing your company to yeah. the world, the world's going to bring you better fits for your company. Yeah. Is that safe and to you, say? You have to be able to turn down bad fits. That's the thing okay. is like, the more leads you have, the more likely you are to turn down bad fits. Okay, there you go. So, and that, that is something to just start. Like, I mean, like it's scary to do, but like once you once you feel like you have a little bit more business, it's really good to say no, right? It's really good to start saying no to that stuff that you know they're not their expectations are off, or you're going to try to do a fifty thousand dollar job and a forty thousand dollar budget or whatever. Well, that's that's the thing. Okay, so let's tease because I'm going to bring you back on. All right, because yeah. I think marketing is really important for construction companies. Yeah. So 
The other thing we talked about right before we, we jumped live is that your job as a hook agency, the main focus is bringing construction companies leads, but not a lot of construction companies have plans on how to efficiently treat those leads when yeah. they get them in the door. Meaning how, what is my cadence of calling them? Yeah. What is my message when I call them? What's my call yeah. to action? Am I trying yeah. to sell over the phone or do I want to just set a meeting up so I can get them in front of them and give a presentation to them? What's our email marketing strategy? Yeah. What's our drip strategy? If they say no to us this month, what's our cadence in following up with them mm -hmm. you know, every quarter? What What is our filter process? Not everybody's going to be a fit for you. They might not have the mm -hmm. right budget. They might not have the right temperament for you. They might not be the right type of job you're trying to attract in the future. So next time we come on, let's just talk about all that because I think that's I a it. really good, good, uh, tangible. I think we like to give tangible uh, you know, stuff on this podcast, not just high level exactly. ideas. So we'll bring ideas and examples then. I love that. Let's do it. I'm super excited about it. All right, man. Good stuff here. Uh, again, you can find Tim Brown hook agency and, um, take some of the, some of the wisdom we, we had from you today. Some of the tips I think they, they really will drive some more traffic for you. So appreciate y'all listening, Tim. Thanks for being on again. Thanks so much for having me. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the building code. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Help us grow this community of listeners. Tell your friends, tell your family. We do appreciate it. And if you heard anything that you want to learn more about on today's episode, head out to the show notes website, buildthetrend.com slash podcast. As always, we appreciate you.